0: Um, so I'm the MD and founder of a business called Ascent Professional Services. And we focus almost exclusively in within the management consultancy sector. So that's businesses you might have heard of like EY, Deloitte, McKinsey, those types. We tend to take out the big guys and put in the smaller guys, but yeah. it's not, not exclusively. So um, business was founded in 2012. We're now 14 people strong and we operate globally. So about 40% of our business is in the US, which is a really interesting and cool market for us. And the rest mainly the UK with a bit dotted around in mainland Europe and the Middle East. Um, sort of rough levels. I mean anything really, but of the the core area tends to be managers, senior managers, but we do place partners and we do place junior consultants. Um yeah, so that's it. We're based in Wimbledon and I live in Cranley. So that's that's the summary. What about nice.
1: all? I um have you got people out in the U.S. as well? Or are
0: you, are you just no, basically? it's a good question. Um, we don't. And we, we've we flown over to visit clients once, but once we get into a client over there with VC and everything, we tend to become their top performers without the need to, to go over there. We, we do have a U.S. website now. And we are doing more U.S.-tailored marketing um, so that we don't come up against the hurdle of people saying you're not on the ground. Yeah. But, you know, We may have lost out on business without realising it sometimes, but... Generally, if we win a client, we do we do a good job.
1: That's good. Oh. Mm-hmm. So we are in a completely different sector. So we are real estate and construction. Mm-hmm. Um, we have got a sister business in Australia, covering Australia and Asia. Um, but from the UK, we have been. Do- I'm so sorry, sorry, my dog. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> Can I just let him out, and then, then I won't let him back in? Hang on, sorry. Sorry. So the same thing happened last time um so yeah we, we traditionally from the uk we've mainly been the uk but the last few years we've done an increasing amount out in the us and we have as of this month set up in the us oh, wow. so um we're on the ground in austin oh, so cool. yeah and that's going to be a big growth market for us did you send
0: a, a, a uk person over did you hire a us person
1: no we waited and we are sending our U.S. person, a U.K. person out there. So why
0: why that location? Is that where your client base is over there?
1: um, No, but we've kind of weighed up lots of different locations. So we work across every state in the U.S. So from a time zone perspective, it's logistically useful. but also we've looked at it from a an emerging market and the talent and where people are going to want to live and where's attractive to live yeah. um from uh, a tax but also from a weather perspective and all those kind yeah, of practical yeah. logistics really
0: and was that because your clients were sort of demanding someone on the ground or you found someone who really really wanted to go over there or
1: um both May so, yeah, both. I mean, we and we, the guy that's moving over there, he's been with us for coming up for four years. He joined us as a grab, like that, but yeah. he's just been phenomenal. But he's always wanted to be in the US,
0: okay? So it's partly um, employee driven,
1: yeah. Although I went over actually to the US, um, about three years ago because we were looking at setting up then, but I just decided that I needed somebody. I wanted somebody that knew our business to to kind of move out there instead of just hiring somebody in. Yeah, I think it's quite cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it's been really good, but it's a massive growth market for us. So yeah. And what
0: sort of people within that sector do you you place?
1: So what we want to do is say that anything within a real estate and construction business, we hire. Yeah. Our our core disciplines are around project management, um, cost and commercial management, Uh, real estate advisory, building surveying, you know, the traditional surveyors as well. But we also have a, you know, a really strong team doing engineering, marketing, HR, but all within real estate and construction.
0: Is that permanent or contract?
1: Mainly perm. Yeah. Um, We were traditionally more balanced between permanent trim, um, but for various reasons, largely IR35 and and the market our interim really dropped off that's a big driver for us moving forward.
0: I would have thought in that market there would be a lot of contractor interim work was that?
1: Yeah there is so we had
0: Yeah.
1: yeah we had a really we had a really healthy interim business um it's not it's not really a mass mass interim market in terms of our sector so I always say that Rightly or wrongly, I always say that we're the suits as opposed to the muddy boots within construction yeah. and, and real estates. So it's not volume, but it's you know some really juicy projects and stuff. So yeah, so there's de- there's definitely a good market there.
0: Have you tried working with the likes of uh, the, the consultancies in this area, like Arcadis, Mark McDonald, Turner and Townsend, Arap, yeah. those guys? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. so they're, they're so they're they're a good market. So I would say traditionally we were 90% consultancies. Oh really? Yeah, we don't really do any of the contractors. We don't do any contractors really. Um, um certainly in the UK. So um we're mainly consultancies, but that's probably now we're probably about 50% consultancies, um, 40% client side.
0: Yeah, so there's a bit of crossover between ourselves, I think, in that area. Yeah. Not a, lot, a little bit. yeah, yeah. Um, oh. Um, i right, better get on to these questions. So, yeah, no,
1: <laughs> so what, um, what have been the main changes for you then? So I, I, I take this from a
0: standpoint from the consulting side of recruitment, not recruitment as a whole, because I can only comment on, on my sector. But I think okay. uh, certainly I'd say the last six months, there's been a big tightening um, in the labor market from the demand and the supply points. So there's less people looking because they're scared and they're nervous and they're jittery. Mm. And certainly quite a few clients have cut back or stopped or paused. So um, the last quarter was challenging for us. We still did well, but not as well as the last two quarters before that, uh, which has made it tougher for our employees as well. So they've seen sort of a year of golden times. And now it's like, oh, it's suddenly got harder. Yeah. So I mean, that's been one of the key things, coupled with battle for pay as well. Um, again, that's again, it started to calm down the pay because a lot of the adjustments have been made by our uh, Um, the clients who work with big adjustments and it's how now are they going to slow down pause or carry on the upward trend and there's a bit of a battle from employers saying you know what we've given enough pay increases now we're stopping and employees still thinking they can push it so i think there's definitely a a battle there so uh, i say there's more inertia in the market and there's definitely a, a war on pay those are the two main things for me
1: yeah and so? is, that, is that looking like it's set to continue in the coming six, 12 yeah. months?
0: Um, I think for the next six, 12 months, I think the next six months probably will stay as we are. And then in the summer, I just don't know. <laughs> Everyone thinks it will upward tick, but it could be, it could carry on like this for yeah. six, 12, 18 months. Yeah, you
1: know, it's, fun- it's,
0: more.
1: it's funny, isn't it? Because on our side, obviously, construction feels things, you know, I mean, obviously, there are lots of, you know, there are long, project life cycles for many construction projects but we do tend to feel it quite quickly and the the kind of gut from our market and our clients is that it's that it should be it should be quick it shouldn't be dragged out in terms of you know a downward downward trend Um, so that's what we're hoping for but yeah I mean from from our perspective over the last 12 months the biggest things have been um, Would have been the biggest things, hybrid working and and the reason that people are moving slash staying um, have really changed. So obviously historically it was around projects or Mm. uh, pay, um, whereas now it seems to be much more around um, the workplace strategy. That's that's a big driver. So we're trying to keep on top of that through our kind of salary and diversity surveys. We're you know, we're really at every opportunity we're finding out what the changes are and why. Um, but also I think from a more gen- general standpoint, it's that customer experience that just mm-hmm. seems to be more and more important. And I yeah. think historically we've been. We've underestimated the importance of that and have just been too transactional you know yeah. we are you know we've we've been around for how old are we now 12 12 years and you know we as found i mean i'm not a founder but i joined after a couple of years so yeah. i'm an owner and run the but run the run, the, run mm-hmm. the business and my two business partners um set set the business up 12 years ago and i think that we're quite old school in the way that
0: yeah
1: we're you know that we kind of just let's I mean we have really good client relationships but we haven't really put much onus on the value add we've just treated people really well throughout but it's yeah. that value add stuff that we massively underestimated
0: yeah I, I think one challenge with, with my staff linked to that is actually developing meaningful relationships with clients rather yeah. than just Acting as transactors, and yeah. over the last two years, it's been difficult to meet people. So people have got accustomed just to having relationships like this, yeah. and not, not feeling the need to connect with people and really learn about their business, and what makes them tick, and also uh, you know, get out there and meet their clients. So uh, recently, I've taken my employees to go and meet clients, and they've come back almost with the sort of revolutionary stance to it. they we be going, oh, my God, I didn't know they were like this. Oh, I didn't realise that they did this. I'm like, no. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it makes it real for them, and also it makes the job a bit more worthwhile. So you're not just sending a CV to an inbox and maybe getting some money in three months. You're actually helping a person that you know and, and like. I think it's bringing that back is going to be important for you know, business owners in the next six to 12 months.
1: Yeah, and that was one of the um, the the comments raised by the TRN team, wasn't It's around, Mm. will technology replace recruiters? Does automation dehumanize the recruitment process? Because I remember when like managed vendors came in because I've been doing recruitment for like 3000 years and I was always like, oh, it takes the skill out of recruitment. And a lot of the time it does Mm. if you take the human element out, if you solely replace it with tech or or automation, I think it does take the skill and Mm. the, the extra bit out bit out of recruitment but you yeah. have to you have to be with people you have to be seeing them and you know talking to them beyond a job or a candidate or whatever it might be yeah
0: and I think certainly over the next 6-12 months a lot of improvement businesses are going to go bust you know I think companies are over-reliant on I don't know one or two clients and haven't got diversification that's the you know Thankfully for us, we've lost quite a lot of clients, or they've gone on hold, but we've got a lot. Yes. So you can you can you know ride this storm. The similar thing happened at the start of the pandemic, but again, like you know, every recession that comes around, companies go bust, but new companies come in and innovators break in. So it's it can be an exciting time as well as so long as you're still in business, of course.
1: Yeah, well that's it. That's it. Do you do you have a strong culture of BD within your business, or are you um, no. more account management? You know? <laughs>
0: Well, we, we get I'm a, a, a really trying to change this and we've actually hired a, a marketeer to help sort of outsource some some of this. but um, I think be, we get a lot of repeat business so we some of our clients have been with us for 10, 12 years. same yeah, uh, they always need people. It might come in spikes and fits and starts, but we can place multiple people with them every year. So there isn't as much demand for new business, but what I'm always trying to tell them is existing business doesn't mean there's not better business out there better, more worthwhile, better paying, more enjoyable clients. So um, I I think, yeah, I think think the element of BD certainly gone from when I did it, it was really relevant when I was, you know, growing up, you know, you had to find new clients, you you know, you had to build a desk, whereas now it's, here's a load of clients, go work on them. So I think the art has lost, has been lost a bit. And
1: people are are a bit scared about it as well, I think. Yeah, Yeah, definitely i mean we we're, we're the same like so we've got a huge list of clients many of which you know are repeat clients yeah. we've known them for years and years and years so before before setting up capstone the most of the board worked at a at a previous business and when we sold that one matt and rob then set up set up capstone so, but a lot of the relationships are from you know 15 20 years ago yeah. so Um, I think it's easy to, you know, and rightfully in in a way is that you focus all of your time on, on these clients that you've got this established relationship, but like you say, you know, there's absolutely opportunities that we've missed or better opportunities, mm. depending on how you, how you class it, that we're missing out on. But, you know, the way that we're growing is because those clients are growing. We're growing our team. We're having to hand them those relationships so that we keep that business. But we um, we're really changing our our sales strategy around BD. Um, we've got a business development, solely business development person that's come. Oh, on. Interesting. When did you hire them? When or where? Yeah. Uh, both. So we hired her three months ago.
0: Oh, so this is new. This is new.
1: Very new. Um, How did and, you get? Well, it's really random. So she, so she, she actually ran an events business, um, dealing with very, very high net worth um, events, mainly weddings. Um, so lots of. Very close relationship management, business yeah. development, networking. So all the all the core skills that she has now transferred transferred over to us. So the remit that we've given her is we've got something like uh, nearly four hundred clients who we've transacted with since we've started. Yeah, the vast majority of those, embarrassingly, we've transacted with once. So every oh, wow. year. I know so every year we are missing opportunities for repeat business and you know finding out what we do well but also the the, the clients that we that we you know say, say we've got a core block of 150 clients who we're doing lots of repeat business mm-hmm. with and what have you we tend to be doing repeat business with them in specific areas and we've not we're not having those left and right conversations around well now we do marketing now we do you know Oh, I see. Really yeah, I so, see. So, actually, whilst we're still doing this much with them, we we could be doing this much. So, so that's the difference between her role and our kind of day to day recruiters. Yeah, this role. isn't
0: necessarily complete fresh BD. It's more correct penetration and expansion. Why aren't the consultants doing this?
1: They so they are. So, so they're doing it with the existing accounts where we're getting business with and we're nurturing them and with their role is to start Mm. looking left and right and opening up our service streams but for Priya coming in she is Mm. almost exclusively focused on dormant accounts almost exclusive. not not quite because she's having some higher level conversations and it's really about the customer experience so you know they are clients who we've placed with we had success with But we're just then ignored um, because we got distracted with the others. So so that's the difference. So they're dealing with the kind of more um, existing warm clients day to day that we're trying to get more out of. And Mm -hmm. we're trying to get closer to. But Priya is really kind of resurrecting those dormant ones. I'd be really
0: interested to see how she's getting on in six, 12 months now that's working out. Definitely, yeah. Just Please. linked on that, one of the questions I noticed was on, on marketing, and I think that's quite a good thing to talk about. Oh, yeah. So we we, we hired a, a, an external a marketing company, an agency to do all our marketing, and most of our marketing is LinkedIn, but also to professionalize our PDFs, our reach out to markets, and create content that's interesting and diverse and all the stuff that i know i probably should have been doing but it was always right at the bottom of my list and we were never doing it so um with a view to getting more inbound maybe from a client perspective but you know certainly candidates as well so we're in sort of month three of that and it seems to be going well but it's all about assessing the roi and it, there's not a perfect link between it it's not like right we, we'll post this article we get this business i it's very much an osmosis drip feed that sort of permeates into the market and hopefully touch wood something comes back from it but yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's been, are, they, it's,
1: are they recruitment specialists
0: it's a good question um they are consulting specialists
1: okay which as in ma- management consulting yeah, yeah
0: which are the, the guys and ex-management consultants so that maps very well into our markets so they when they're writing content i know it's going to be written in the right way from up for our market so mm-hmm. just be interested to see if it works or not <laughs>
1: yeah so we in fact this time last year when we had our annual capstone annual um conference um that makes it sound bigger than it was uh but we were up in the lake district in fact i'm going at lunchtime today for this year's um this year's conference and at the end of that i always do a post-it session if this was your business 60 seconds if this was your business this year you would what would you do That's good. and off the and off the feedback feedback from that a lot of it was around marketing and improving yeah. our marketing capability as well as training and development both of which we've now fully embedded so we hired a marketing um guy not not to be in-house we we outsourced it to him mm. and with varying degrees of success but now we're with a different marketing agency who are phenomenal Oh, good! and embarrassingly given that i'm a marketing grad i always like just was like yeah it's a bit of fluff you know people it's just values that you stick on a wall you know obviously and i know it's more than that but this business really showed us the impact i mean we, we were always pretty good with with um because our FD is called Steve Langton, but we call him Steve Zuckerberg because he's um an absolute whiz when it comes to all things IT and tech and automation yeah. and stuff. So um he's really led the way in terms of our SEO, which has been great, and we've won some big clients off the back of that. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been really powerful, you know, and that's just working behind the scenes, which is fantastic. So yeah, it took us but,
0: about 12 months to get start seeing results. It's a long term play, isn't
1: it? It is a long term play. It is a long term play, but you know if you get those keywords right, yeah. Then you know you just need a few to land that are you know and, and, you know it's definitely given us decent return on those. Has it been success
0: from a client or a candidate
1: perspective? Um, both, but significantly clients. Okay, always, wow, that's good. We've, yeah, we've always had a really strong candidate network, and it's definitely opened that up for sure. But I would I would say that probably the candidate side has been impacted more by our marketing agency. Um, okay. and the work that they're doing, the content that they're getting out, the engagement. They're just are the really... right
0: candidates coming to Because this is one of my yes. concerns, is that you can get loads of people coming. If no one the right, then it's pointless.
1: Correct. And that's what we had before these guys. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. yeah. So, because, you know, we were looking at our LinkedIn followers and we were like, oh my God, like they've really gone up by like 10,000. I was like, yeah, but 8,000 8, of that is absolute dross. Yeah. So, you know, it's much more targeted, much more effective. The engagement is there. Um, and that's been an absolute game changer for us.
0: The thing is, was like 12, 18 months ago, it was a lot of it was around the consultant writing their own marketing, writing their own, you know, they should be doing it themselves, but actually they don't want to do that. <laughs> They just they just don't. So I, I, I and you know, really right write it for them, but they wouldn't want to post it. You know, and I, I get it. You know, that's distracting yeah. them from their day job, isn't it? That's what I, I think, think.
1: I think so. I think the biggest thing I've learned. In fact, I've done a massive reflection for for the presentation tomorrow to the team, which is what hasn't gone well this year, and what have we what have we learned from that? And one yeah. of them is that actually spreading yourself really thinly and being really lean, it does not save money or make money that is absolutely counterintuitive so by hiring the expertise in yeah. i mean i you know i've got a background in marketing and i wasn't doing marketing yeah exactly why, exactly why would we ask people to do something that isn't their forte or their knowledge or you know whatever it might be so i absolutely believe in getting experts into the right roles to drive to drive that do they do anything? Do they do anything around like their personal brand? Your team do anything around their personal brand? Yeah,
0: good, good question. Um, yeah, they, they've started to do it. So they've they've got these two page PDFs which summarise what they're about, what their market is, recent placements that they can share with clients and stuff. But yeah, that's very oh, much interesting. Yeah, it's just to make yourself feel a bit because you can write it on email, but if you see it on a PDF with a nice picture and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, pictures of your recent hire, it just makes it a bit more real and human, yeah. I think.
1: Do you do any? Do you do any video? I'm really bad on LinkedIn. I, I shy away from it ridiculously. Uh, do
0: you I do any video
1: stuff, or are, do, are you active on it?
0: I'm not active. We've got three videos on our website, of which I take that and crop it and put it in a post from time to time, just discussing about us because we've got a US website and a UK website, so one of them talks US, one of them talks UK. But I'm definitely not a regular video person. But no, I probably should be. I know.
1: Yeah. It. I keep talking about it, but I can't. I'm just look at things these things.
0: points. I've got another one that I thought was quite interesting, was about um what a success, I think it was like what are successful recruiters doing at the moment? Yeah. Yeah. Well what's what's your take on uh, Sorry. You? I'm a dog. Come in.
1: <laughs> it's actually ridiculous. I can't believe I'm doing this. Sorry. Um is that or we'll listen to What us. are the good
0: recruiters doing right now to maximize the moment? That was the question.
1: Right so yeah interesting what are they doing in your market
0: yeah so i I just look at my staff and the people who are really nailing it it's really simple obvious things which have been in recruitment the whole time day one but this sounds ridiculous but working hard (laughs) getting up early finishing late and a lot of i mean there's nothing wrong with it but the work-life balance is a real big thing and with my clients and with my staff as well. You know, people don't want to work past half, five, six, and I, I'm i not going to tell them to, that's absolutely their choice. But funny enough, the people who do work later tend to be more successful. Yeah. Um, people using every tool available to them, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's job ads, whether it's database, whether it's, you know, really going to all routes to market, it's hard yeah. work but doing that. Um, and this is a key one is being efficient and avoiding distractions. Know, for, you know, from anything for WhatsApp, <laughs> notifications your phone to YouTube, little things like that. So making sure you're in the moment and doing proactive, good quality work rather than being busy doing other stuff like, oh, I'll sort my folder system out or yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll clean my room or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the stuff that's quite easy but actually doesn't make you any money.
1: Have you, um, have you got a hybrid working model?
0: Yeah, we do. Uh, it's completely flexible. So... We've just moved. We've actually upsized our office, which has been really good because we downsized too small, I think. So when people came to the office, it was quite cramped. Yeah, and yeah. actually, their home working environment was probably better than their office environment. Right. So I twisted that around. So, I mean, for me personally, when I now go to the office, I really like the space. Yeah, Whereas yeah. before, I felt claustrophobic and cramped. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but on average, people are probably doing one and a half, two days a week okay i'm doing one to two days uh, but yeah. that's from my perspective it's it just takes an hour and a quarter for me to drive into london which is not pleasant yeah. <laughs> i'd be in every day if i lived around the corner uh what yeah. about yourself
1: yeah so so we have got hybrid and i think that's uh, and again it's to, totally flexible sorry about the dog and the mic one. um so i mean we ask people to be in at least one day a week, generally between one and three. Some people want to be in every day, um, and we, really? tend to, yeah, but and that tends to be the younger ones, yeah. And now often they're living in shared houses, and you know if the bandwidth on the you know Wi-Fi is stretched, then you yeah. know that can like can kind of do their head in. But but what we found is that those who are doing well are really finding a work pattern that suits them and yeah. enable that which, which is great so for our us team for example you know they they tend to work us hours so you know they might come into the office but actually they're very effective working from home and what, and what have you but but i think it's we've really enabled people to hone in on what works for them for some that's being in the office and again like you we have we've moved offices this week uh, this year uh, sorry last year now so um And that's had a huge impact. Oh, bless you. Um, I did
0: mute it though. I did mute
1: it. (laughs) um, So that's had a massive impact. We're in lovely offices. We've got great facilities. The team love it. It's a nice environment. Yeah. um, And and it's good fun. So that's definitely helped. people are are using, you know, the flexibility that we're giving them to their benefit and to ours. So that's been really good. But I think, like you, consistency has been key. So those yeah. who have got the process following, the pro- you know, following their process, putting that rigor into, into, into the process. So making sure they're using all the routes to market and so on and so forth. But I would say that also the successful ones, A, are those who have got the most positive outlook yeah yeah energy i've really learned that this year that we've got got a few people in our business their positivity is unbelievable and and it's so contagious and and i i think i've probably underestimated that so for me that's been a lesson learned but also people who are
0: less enthusiastic by not that they're bad people but they're just that's their nature
1: well it's interesting because we don't really have them in the business okay. now so we've we've been very focused on our values getting the right people in the right seats making sure that everybody is pulling in the same direction and that are they are living and breathing those values if they're not regardless of how successful they yeah. are paper actually we've had to make some difficult choices and and mm-hmm. actually it's been the right been the right thing for the business that's over the years obviously i, but... I think that's one
0: thing that i've learned which has taken me such a long time to learn and all, you know obviously it's dependent upon how much money they're bringing in and how much how much you need them because you know if they're bringing in 30 40 percent of your business you're a business of four people then you probably have to keep them don't you but you know when, when you get a bit bigger i think it's actually critical you know to but because at the moment we've got a business where everyone's lovely <laughs> and the culture's great and it hasn't always been that case and you just get one person who fights against it and maybe they're not right for your business and that's fine but you just get one person they are literally like a cancer yeah. and it spreads
1: yeah
0: um, and yeah. and looking back on, my, on one of the mistakes I've made I should have got rid of some people a lot quicker yeah, but you know, life and business isn't that simple, is it? It's easy in hindsight. You
1: can't, you can't get it right first time every time. You know, it's yeah. you absolutely can't, and that's part. That's part. And I again, when I've been reflecting on last year, is that we are learning more from the mistakes we've made. Yeah. Um, and they haven't always been mistakes, and it's been great. You know that. Look, I, I, I think, I think the key is just be really clear. If you want it more than somebody else, then the balance is wrong. Um, And yeah, so anyway, so I would say consistency, positivity, the rigor. um, And also those who are using data to their benefit and getting really uh, close to clients, really close to clients.
0: Yeah, that's one one, one thing that we're not as great. Um, One other thing I think we need to start doing a bit more, so it's slightly off is but just having regular feedback sessions with clients so that we know how well they think we're doing as opposed to what we think we're doing. Yeah. And yeah, and that's, and that's something our marketing company can that. do because we want to engage with them, like have a customer feedback form and send that to clients and, and then that can provoke discussion because you know we're, we're getting new competitors popping up against us. And just because we've been working with someone for eight years doesn't mean someone else can come in and do a better job than us. But uh, unless we find out the warning signs, then it will be too late when we might potentially lose a client.
1: Yeah, we've just signed up for exactly that reason, Matthew. We've just signed up to Recruiter Insider. Oh, what's what's that? It's a brilliant, I'm not here to sell, not on their sales team. But so it's basically capturing customer feedback. Mm. So it's so, so, and that's both candidates and clients and okay. you can, what's really good about it is you can start to track any changes in what's important to candidates and clients yeah, from yeah. the scores that they're giving, but you can also use it to safeguard fallouts. Um, you know, if you're, if you've got an interview process and you've got someone who's not, you know, a client who's not brilliant at interviewing your scores and your feedback from the candidates might be excellent but their yeah. score on the contact might be low. Yeah. And that's a really good opportunity oh, to open up a discussion Absolutely. around yeah. that. It's it's a brilliant tool, but it's all automated. Your team don't need to do anything apart from tell people that they're going to get the email. And it's really, yeah. really, really impressive.
0: So just conscious of time, we're just about to over, well, yeah. we've slightly overlapped. So we might have to call it a day, unfortunately. But,
1: uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I enjoyed that. Yeah, same. Well, it, you know, sounds like, We've got similar, you know, similar challenges, similar successes. And, you know, it's it's always good to have a conversation and share those, I think. Likewise. And I'll I'll see you at the huddle. See you at the huddle. Yeah, that's only in a couple of weeks, isn't it? I'll see you there. Cheers, Sarah. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.